Greetings, and welcome once again to another episode of the Retro Doctopus Zeppelin Podcast, the only show that celebrates all the things that make growing up awesome. We are part of the Dorkman and EPR Podcast Networks, and as always, we are brought to you by Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die, to die for. for. Oh, oh, my God, oh my God, I'm dead. Oh, oh, oh. But at least I'm not thirsty. That's true. At least That's you're not true. thirsty or decaffeinated. Yeah, you have too much caffeine to be dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't be dead. Mm-hmm. I am your host, Nintendo, and with me, as always, are my 16 bit cohorts, Parasite Steve, the Retro Redoctopus Podcast. Now with Lyman. Hmm. That's, that's pretty good. What that's could that good, mean? What could that mean? Hmm. Hmm. And of course, 8 bit alchemy. Finally, a great action RPG for the Genesis. Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. So we have a very special guest with us tonight. We have the legendary, super nice guy, everyone's pal, Russ Lyman. Welcome to the show, Russ. What's up? Hey, hey, I'm I'm keeping everyone's uh, world fun bit by bit. That's true. Oh, that's true. That's very true. With the branding, the branding right off the bat. I like it. Pluggity plugity. Got to plug that. Got to plug that. (laughs) As you should. As you should. Yes. Yes. So, Russ, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your channel. Yeah, absolutely. I've been on uh, YouTube for probably almost eleven years now. In the heyday. Um, Wow. Wow. So I've been yeah, chugging along maybe the past, I say, three to four years, taking it more seriously and doing weekly videos. Um, so now I do two videos a week and sometimes a live stream here and there, playing some retro games, some Switch, uh, some PlayStation. Uh, and I put out DIY videos. I have a custom Super Mario car that I work on. It's got Mario on the side, a blue shell with spikes and wings on the roof. And I recently started doing birthday parties with the car. So I dress up like Mario and... Uh, go out to the kids and you know answer some questions take some photos and i have super nintendo hooked up in the car so we play some super mario world so it's awesome. awesome yeah just so people realize this is an actual car right it's my daily driver car yes. you guys are, it's your yes. actual vehicle <laughs> yes my only car but i have pictures of it on my instagram if you guys go to at russ lyman you know, you'll see pictures on there. And of course, I have a full playlist on my YouTube of me purchasing the car, painting it, doing the interior, making the shell and all the fun stuff. Yeah, I think that's why uh, I actually subscribed to your channel because of that. I thought that was so unique because there's so many gaming YouTube channels where they just concentrate on just the games. Mm-hmm. But you do also uh, retro gaming and uh DIY, DIY yeah. projects yeah, and I try to have my uh, like projects be video game related. So if I'm right, doing yeah. a custom figure, it's a video game figure or like a custom controller. Or if I work on my car, since it is a Mario Kart car, it still ties into that video game theme. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. And it's super awesome too. I've been inside awesome. it. It's it's wicked awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. Wicked. I guess Wait, does Russ know you've been inside that car? <laughs> I have pictures to prove it. <laughs> Russ was sleeping, but it's fine. I've been. It's fine. I mean, he was driving. He was sleeping and driving. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. Listen, listen awesome to car. Dragon I got, Force. I got to see the That's car right. at uh, at 
uh, Retro World Expo. Oh, 2. that's right. I couldn't remember the name of the goddamn expo. It's killing me. Yes, I'm like, yes. what is it? Yeah. <laughs> and they're they're apparently doing it again this year. They're doing it in November. They said ah. it's happening. So. Yeah, okay. it's happening. Yeah, I definitely want to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, I funny story. I first met Russ at Retro World Expo. <laughs> <laughs> funny. funny. Already, already <laughs> hilarious. So I, I I met Russ at a Retro World Expo. I think it was. 2017 or 2018 i don't remember um and i remember uh we were having a, a conversation about uh uh the the nes maker yes yes that and, Joe did. Uh, and some random guy just runs right up behind russ and slaps him around the ass <laughs> no <laughs> i don't even know who that was and i'm like i'm like do, do you know that guy no idea who that guy was. Is this a common occurrence? Was that like that? That was just no thing. You're like I was kind of I was jealous. I, I was just like, what about me? Do I get a slap too? The fuck! <laughs> a random person slapped him in the butt, and it wasn't myself. And Russ oh didn't know. God, him. and it wasn't myself. And I also and did not get a. Slap. I also did not get a slap. <laughs> These are two and, Ru- and we didn't know any of them. That's not a funny story. That's a tragic story. <laughs> a tragic did, they, funny story. did they yell out after they slapped my ass? Uh, Russ, what you doing? Russ, <laughs> so I don't that think tends so. To be, that tends to be what I remember. Say. I was like, what the fuck, dude? And he's just, he's looking at me. He's like, <laughs> it's just something I do. I just do it. I do it. Don't worry about it. it was don't think about it. God. Uh, uh, it was a slappable Lyman booty and it needed to be slapped. Yes, that's all that's it. It. And, yes. and then and then a friendship was born apparently yes yeah that, that's probably it that's probably why the guy <laughs> slapped him on the ass and we became good friends there we go <laughs> there we go there we go all so, right so moving on uh on today's episode we are talking about 16-bit hidden gems yeah we are and yes. uh there's there's quite a bit of them there's quite a bit of them and um uh, we're going to talk about you know a couple per person and uh so what we're going to do is we'll each pick a game and we're going to mention uh the system and the game and why why we think the game is great and everything and uh then we're going to go into the octoponder and then after that we'll go back to the meat and potatoes of the episode so we will start with our host host i'm the host you're the host i'm the the host i mean i mean Yes, I mean our guest, Russ. <laughs> sweet, sweet. So I'll start off with um, the game I chose was on the Sega Genesis. Okay, cool. And it is uh, Quack Shot starring Donald Duck. Yes. Nice. came out in 91. Yeah. Uh, nice. Super fun game. Uh, if you ever played DuckTales before, it kind of pulls some stuff from that. With um, You start off in Duckburg, and you're, you're playing the game, and you have uh, plungers that stun enemies which is an odd choice yeah like a plunger gun <laughs> right plunger gun that you're shooting yeah. um and eventually you get to the end of duckburg and you can't go any further and you get picked up in a plane by your um your nephews there and it opens up to like a world map and then you can go to different places um and it has you can go to mexico transylvania egypt so this kind of gets you bouncing between levels to pick up items to then return to previous stages to get further. So it's like, you can't get past this because you need a special weapon. So now you have to travel to said, uh, you know, place to get that weapon. So it's a, even though it's, you know, backtracking a little bit, it keeps it fresh. um, And exploration is really fun in it. 
Yeah, I thought that the backtracking in that game was really cool. It, yeah. It's something kind of different. And I remember, Steve, you had you had showed me this game and, and were like, you know, a big yeah. fan of it. And I I didn't realize how much depth there was to it. I just thought it was like, a you know, another Disney game until I had played it. So it's yeah, it's, yeah, really it's, it's like such mm-hmm. a it's such a departure from what you would expect. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it does it does pull from the DuckTales universe as far as like some of the characters and the, just the overall, like sort of Indiana Jones kind of, you know, feel of it's that, you know, 1940s kind of pulpy exploration. Everybody's kind of wearing Brown and um, you know, they got, you know, Donald has like his, his Explorer hat on and stuff. Right. Right. So he's, Mm. he's definitely dressed up and it's uh, it's not the Donald from DuckTales, but it is definitely spiritually similar to like that, that, sense of adventure you got with those old duck comics and <clears throat> basically the source material ducktales was was uh pulled from and uh yeah i mean just the amount of uh exploring and the different gadgets the upgradable stuff you'd get um you know i think that castle of illusion was a great game and that you know with mickey mouse and i think that this was like they're like okay well now that was a success what can we do with donald and it's it's just amazing how much better of a game this is you know, Castle Illusion is a great game and some amazing graphics for the uh, early 16 bit era just overall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, and the music was really, really great too. Uh, but, like, you know, it was a straightforward game. Crack, quack shot, so much effort was put into, uh, you know, the, the thought of everything and how you proceed and what obstacles are going to block your path and then you're going to go back and really the only time you saw that in the original ducktales for nes was just the uh, the mine level because you had to have the key oh um, right yeah 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 but in ducktales 2 i don't know if you've played ducktales 2 russ but uh i'm a i'm a huge proponent know. of uh of ducktales 2 which is okay, uh, a, yeah, lot, a lot of that so it's a lot okay. of it it really feels like quack shot on the nes um you wow, okay. have to visit levels two, three times. You have to figure out because, you know, you can go anywhere, but, you know, you get some you go to one place and you're like, wow, I really can't get very far. I guess I'm not supposed to be there. And maybe you're right or maybe you miss something. So there's a, just a lot of going back in and around levels and exploring and, and getting upgradable attacks and abilities and stuff. And yeah, Quackshot is amazing i love it i love that you brought that game and that's what's starting us off and <laughs> just as a side note I mean, uh, track down uh even if you emulate it you know track down ducktales 2 it's 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 an amazing game it's really great i i ended up getting um i had it a complete inbox copy but Jeez. i was actually missing the manual wow and i finally got it um joe was there i was at southeast game exchange in south carolina mm-hmm. And my yeah. buddy Tyler had picked up the game and he was like, you know what? I'll, I'll give you the manual because uh, I don't really need it. And I was like, sweet. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Cause that, that, that is not, that is not a cheap game. Right. <laughs> it's definitely been yeah. going up. I'm sure. Right. But awesome. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Shot. Awesome pick. Good way to start the show. Oh yeah. yeah. For sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Parasite Steven. Yes, sir. Um, I am also going to, I will just stay with the Genesis for now. Um, I've picked a game. It's one of my all time favorite games for the Genesis. I'm not really quite sure why uh, it never 
seems to get talked about. I, I don't know. I think it's one of the best games in, on the system. Came out really late in the life of the system. Uh, it is called Pulse Man. And it was released in 1994 for the Mega Drive and a year later for the Genesis. Uh, it was actually developed by Game Freak, a.k.a. The Pokemon. The Pokemans. Pokemon. <clears throat> it was published by Sega. And this game is... Uh, it's just a really well-done game that really pushes the limits of the hardware. Um, the sprites are basically perfect the animation is incredibly good the controls are pretty damn good not the best ever but definitely good you get used to it pretty quickly and uh basically uh it's it, it feels like a lot of other games um i think that the top three that come to mind are sonic the hedgehog Mega Man, and rocket knight adventures um yeah. the visuals characters and story are all uh very Mega Man. as you take control of uh pulse man who is a apparently in development going to be called spark and i i did not read this but i assumed that they were like oh wait it plays just like sparkster and it's almost the same name maybe we should not name him that right maybe not spark right. so <laughs> spark became pulse man but he's uh he's this little robot boy little half human uh robot boy the story is very weird i won't i won't bother getting into it um but uh, the, the setting that you start out with uh, level one, even though actually it's, uh, there's a stage select, but uh, for some reason they're labeled what number level they are. So you can play level three if you want, but it's, they're labeled. So level one is Japan and it is um, a futuristic sort of city. Um, it, it feels very, very like cyberpunk. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of, you know, robots and stuff, and he can also traverse uh, cyberspace. So there will be these uh, monitors that you find and they are like flickering with static. Static's kind of a motif in this game. And um, yeah, he, uh, it, when, you, when you do that, he, it, it changes and he goes into like a static world and there's just, it's more, more simple level design. Um, just kind of, you know, some Sonic levels really weren't trying to feel like a, a real like location they were just kind of blocks they were just like right it's like bouncy. what's the theme here yeah what is know. like where am i supposed to be what is this but you know green hill zone feels like this there's grass there's dirt there's this right. is a, this is a landscape like, you're right it's a, it's and then a other plane. places are just kind of like balls that bounce you around and and blocks that don't make sense but anyway so this is um uh, kind of like that kind of like you know a little bit more abstract but um uh yeah and, and you know you go through that section and then you pop back out into the real world and uh basically the 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 way it goes is they really mix it up as far as like sometimes you actually fight the boss in cyberspace and sometimes you don't and it's all just very different and you know the bosses are very sonic the hedgehog um and a lot of the gameplay feels like that. And, and the levels also feel like Sonic the Hedgehog in the, in the sense that they're kind of these big, huge blocks that, you know, you can move forward, but you can also move up as well and down and stuff. And it's just you, the whole level is this giant square that, you know, you're trying to traverse. And the way that you traverse is very similar to Rocket Knight Adventures. What he can do is he can... Um, well, so, so he does have a, a slash attack. He, like, does this little electric... Uh, slash he's not holding anything but he just kind of it's like he's slashing a sword like he's swinging a sword and uh, so so there's a little melee aspect but most of the time you're not using that most of the time it's like you're just dashing forward and it feels more like sonic or like rocket rocket knight and with 
with that game, Sparkster uh, will, you know, he has a rocket pack and he kind of can charge forward and he bounces off walls. And that's exactly how pulse man controls he bounces off walls a lot of time you have to figure out the angle and you know if you need to get up higher and you can't jump that high you have to find a wall and you oh it's like oh i ricochet off that and then i can get up there and so uh yeah pretty much that's that's the game um it's just very solid it's beautiful it's it's very well animated um and and just really 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 fun um, and there's a decent amount of stages. There's seven stages in this game. So uh, the way that they do it is there's a stage select, like I said, and you can choose the first three stages, which are Japan, India, and the USA. And once those are defeated, um, three more open up, which are Thailand, Alaska, and Australia. And then uh, it just basically says, here's the final level. We found where the boss is and it's back to Japan, but it's a completely new level. It's not the same level. Um, so yeah, and in between there's a, there's a bonus stage that's very breakout, uh, Arkanoid, you know, like kind of a thing where you just literally have to break all the, all the blocks that are on top and, and stuff in a certain amount of time. And every, every one of those is slightly different and it's fun. It's a fun, like little change of pace. Um, and, uh, I guess that's pretty much it. It has a ton of talking. Um, and of course, uh, as Joe loves to make fun of the Genesis digitized voice was not the best. Yeah, that's true. It's not very true. Cowabunga! Let's kick you. <laughs> Let's kick you. It's pretty much that. That's pretty it's much a, there's a they, <laughs> they, they tried though, and honestly, there is a ton of talking. There's this reporter lady that they keep going back to, and her sprite is awesome. It's a whole screen. It's like you know when April uh, would be reporting or something in like the intro of the Ninja Turtles games, kind of like that. It's this big, awesome graphic, and it's this reporter lady, and she she has like numerous sentences like full sentences that she says uh throughout the game and in the ending and stuff and uh so uh yeah anyway if you haven't played pulse man uh please don't let the terrible cover scare you away because it is it is pretty shit uh i don't know what i don't know why they gave it such a bad i mean it is bad pretty pretty shitter uh Uh, yeah it should also be mentioned that in north america this was only distributed on the sega channel Oh, okay. so that is why this game didn't get really much uh, recognition is because the Sega channel was super short lived. I don't even know if that service lasted longer than two years. Gotcha. And for those who don't know, it was a uh, a modem based service where you could uh, subscribe to it. They would send you a modem and then you could download games onto your Sega Genesis from the Internet and uh, they had a bunch of games that were only released this way in America, including Pulse Man and Alien Soldier. Oh, nice. Uh, which is another cool game for another time. Yeah. Have you guys ever played this one? I don't think I've ever played it. Briefly. I've only... I mean, I've, seen, I've seen videos of it, and it looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, ne- I never played it before, but I did remember seeing the cover. Uh, one of my friends does do... Uh, repo games and that's why I thought I was like oh I've seen that on his table before but that makes yep. sense it only was on the Sega channel we didn't get it here so yeah. right yeah there was no physical release here you couldn't go to a store and buy it and, and once the Sega channel was you know discontinued poof it's gone mm. which <laughs> is such a bummer but clearly it was like a, a cheaper way for them to bring some games over without having to do a full you know production run of it yeah so, right. yeah. An interesting, an interesting service but um, did, I didn't did know anything about that, actually. I, I've never heard of that. 
Yeah, it's yeah, uh, it. it's it's neat. It's kind of cool to go back and look at like some old advertisements and commercials for it and stuff. It's just like it's so weird. To it's kind of like ahead of its time too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's super similar to what we're doing now. Yeah, you know, it just totally. people weren't really ready for that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, super neat. Very cool. Cool. Yeah. Right. I, I I've been meaning to play through this one for a while. Yeah. All right, Ape Alchemy. Okay, so uh, so yes, yeah, so since we've been doing Sega Genesis, I'll mm. stick to the Sega Genesis motif. Uh, so this the game I'll be talking about is called Crusader of Senti, uh, and this game uh, is becoming more and more well known um, because of its just collectability. It's very rare; <clears throat> it usually asks a, a, a very high price tag. And um, this game had a few different names. In Japan, it was called Ragna Senti, and in Europe, it was called Soleil, um, like the sun, S O L E I L. Like the like the moon fry, right? Like the moon fry. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I'll have a side of Soleil moon fries. Um, but in in North America, it was get called in, get in line. Senti. And uh, and so this game is a link to the past, but on the Sega Genesis. That is like the best possible way to put your brain in what this game's going for. Um, but that's also not fair because this game's also really, really good. And it, it does do a lot of different things uh, well that Link to the Past didn't do. Um, you know, the story is whatever, immaterial. But essentially, you know, you play as this young, young boy. And uh, as you're going through the world, you're recruiting the help of various different animal buddies. And you switch between the animal buddies, uh, similar to like switching between your sub weapons in a Zelda game. Uh, but when you when you choose an animal partner, they will appear and fly behind you. And I believe you can actually choose two at a time, and they'll both fly behind you. And it sets each one of them to a different button. And uh, I mean, they do all sorts of different things, whether it's allowing you to jump, allowing you to run really fast, allowing you to you know whatever shoot fire there's all kinds of different abilities that you get and uh plenty of them are used for solving puzzles plenty of them for traversal or for combat and Mm. it's just really fun it it works very well everything in this game just totally works and uh graphically and musically i feel like this game just knocks it out of the park like i feel like at a glance it really looks like a super nintendo game um Mm. The, the, mu- the music is definitely Genesis uh, all the way home, but it's really good. Uh, I, I frequently am finding songs from this game in people's like, you know, compilation playlists and stuff like that. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I didn't get to play this game on the actual console. It did get a, you know, a physical release and everything um, in 1995. But uh, I, you know, I had to play this game, you know, emulating it because there was really just first of all i'd never even heard of it and then i heard buzz about the game and and was able to play it uh from emulation but it it really is a game that like it's both extremely rare and extremely collectible but also like please play this game like don't just collect it don't just buy it because it's worth money it's not just like the uh you know the equivalent of the you know nintendo world championship cart it's like, no, no, this game was worth a lot of money just because it's very rare. But like, it's actually one of the best games on the Genesis, like flat out. And and they're really, other than like maybe Beyond Oasis, there weren't a ton of games on the Genesis that were like this, that were like a top-down, mm-hmm. you know, action RPG kind of thing. Um, 
I mean, not that I can think of. I know, I know, uh, Landstalker is one that people like, but that's kind of isometric and, and a little weird. Um, but yeah, Crusader of Senti is is very fun. You you know you have a big overworld. You're able to go into towns, talk to various different NPCs. Um, you have a variety of dungeons that are all over the map. Uh, I, I feel like it's pretty linear. You know, like you're playing them in order, similar to Zelda. It's not really like open world per se. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's there's some fun cameos in there from from Sega. Like there's one section of the game where you're on a beach and Sonic the Hedgehog is just like sitting on a like a sun chair, just lounging, and you can just walk up to him and he's like, "Hey, you know," it's just he's just hanging out. So actually, uh, I I, uh, I was just looking at that uh, that yeah. screenshot and uh, he says something really funny. Yeah, I can't re- I can't remember what what his dialogue um, was. Uh, uh, shit, he says. He says, "Tisk tisk tisk, I'm a gallant hedgehog. You'll get burned if you touch me." <laughs> and I okay. want a chili dog. And I want a chili dog. Okay. No, Sonic. he doesn't say that. Okay, Sanic, whatever. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I've I've never played Land Stalker, but that game definitely feels. Is it Lamb? Similar. Lamb Stalker? Like you go lamb. around killing small sheep? Yeah. No. No. Or, well, I mean, stalkers don't necessarily kill. They just they just they just creep. They just they just go check out your car when you're asleep. And so they creep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so uh I mean there's there's always so much I can say. It's it is really one of those games that, you know, you, as soon as you pick it up and play it, you're gonna see that like it is crazy how this game didn't become as famous as Link to the Past. Like it's it's so good. Everything they did, they did successfully, and it really is wild that it just became really obscure. Mm. Uh, rather than getting, you know, the kind of acclaim that things like Link to the Past got. Um, the developer is Next Tech. Uh, and honestly, I didn't really know any of their games, but another game for the Genesis people might be familiar with is Ranger X. Oh, yeah. Um, and so mm. that game has got, you know, that really cool transforming like robot motorcycle uh, kind of hybrid guy. Yeah, um, I totally and, remember that game existing. Yeah. I'm trying to yeah. remember if I played it or just saw the box a lot. It's it's one I know I played like a little. I didn't get like I mean, super it looks far into completely it. awesome. Oh yeah. my god! Oh, yeah. ew. 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 ew! It looks ew. It looks amazing. amazing. No, it, it's often in like the top Genesis game lists. It's one that I'm like, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Should I? I definitely should <clears> play this. But um, yeah, so yeah, I, I don't really know a ton of other things that they worked on. I mean, it says that they had some hand in the Shining Tears and the Shining Wind game on the PS2, some of the Time Crisis games, uh, some random Battle Arena to Shinden games. Just their stuff seems all over the map. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Crusader of Senti on the Sega Genesis. I don't know what a Senti is, but I want to play it. Yeah, you know, it, it almost doesn't even matter. It could yeah. be a Soleil Moon it, Fry. It could be a Ragnacenti. <laughs> it doesn't even matter. So what you gotta guys got to do is get yourself uh, an order of Soleil Moon Fries. Sit down, play yourself some uh, Crusader Senti, and have yourself a good time. Yes, the main town is named Soleil, and the main mm-hmm. character's name is Corona. Is Moon Fries. Which, which is weird for for now for for these times mm-hmm. uh but yeah there's nothing i can see that's named senti i don't know what the heck that is and punky brewster is not in the game as a cameo just so you know uh, fun oh fact God. not not in the game not but yeah like yeah all. it's it's an awesome game check it out cool yeah awesome cool. so uh my pick is not a genesis game 
Uh, and it's not even a uh, Nintendo game. It's not even uh, a game at all. It's not a game at all. I just it's not even made, made by Konami. It, actually, it's not. It's not but, actually, uh, as a matter of fact, <laughs> as a matter of fact, true. it's not. It's not even. Um, so my pick is a game called Soldier Blade for the Turbo Graphics, uh, which was developed and published by Hudson Soft, which I guess you can say is Konami now. Right. Um, it is technically. <clears throat> technically. Um, it came out in 1992. It's a vertical sh- uh, scrolling shooter. And this game is a ton of fun. I've never heard a lot of people you know talk about this game at all um maybe because it's terrible graphics i don't know um but it's wicked fun i i went through it on the uh turbo graphics mini that was mm-hmm. the only way i was able to play it um i don't actually own the the physical copy um it's really fun uh you get like three different weapons uh, you get like a laser uh, a fire and uh some type of like a like a widespread shot and uh what's cool is that you collect these little uh, colored orbs like if you match all three of the same colored orbs your that weapon becomes like more powerful but if you mix them if they if you mix the different colors they it, it's like a different weapon and mm-hmm. it's really, really cool nice. um, another I cool thing is that. if you keep all three orbs the same color and you collect another one that fourth one acts as a bomb and it just eliminates everything that's on the screen nice so oh, cool. so the trick is to keep the same orb same three same three orbs and you'll go through the game no no problem because they these uh orbs they they show up like constantly so just try try not to get hit because you do if you get hit you lose one orb and then your weapon gets a little bit weaker so you get like technically you get like three hit points but if you don't have any orbs and you just get one hit and you're done and you can just keep getting bombs over and over again if you just stick to that free <clears throat> exactly exactly that's awesome that's yeah, a really cool, cool system really cool and, and plus plus uh you can change uh the ship's form depending on what form you choose the weapon's a little bit different hmm. oh so it, it's really fun so it's kind of kind of like um crisis force yeah yep it's just, just like that I, d- I i do remember liking uh soldier blade um yeah back in the day i haven't played in a long time were you much of a turbo graphics 16 guy russ i only played it at my friend's house there was only one friend growing up that had turbo graphics so i only got to play bonks adventure on it and that was probably that and keith courage those are the only two games i have experienced right. oh, keith courage is terrible it is terrible and they were pushing that game hard too they were that was the launch that was the that was like the launch like this game is amazing it plays like no no it's terrible no absolutely yeah not not too many people had the turbo graphics i've only met one person in life who like actually remembers this thing and is fond of it otherwise it's just like (laughs) nobody had it nobody even knows anything yeah i i knew i i I know no one person who had it and that was me and that was you yeah we play that thing all the time too uh that was uh that was picked up as a uh yeah it was toys r us back in the day when you had to like go to the video game aisle and get the little cards and you get the yeah, piece of paper yes. and then you bring yeah, it back yeah. to the <laughs> yeah, yeah i boy. am this old and um and yeah they they it was really late in the the system's run and it was clearly failing and they were packaging it with a ton of games it was really cheap i think it was i think it was like i want to say it was like 50 bucks and it came with five games or something i mean it was just i mean these are different times this is before right. yeah 
a video right. game system costs more than two hundred dollars. But, um, but I mean, something like that. It was pretty. It was pretty freaking cheap. I think it was fifty bucks. And yeah. um, and yeah, it was it was a fun system. It definitely had, uh, like it has its games. Um, you know. Right. I think some of its strongest games are shooters. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of those were uh, duo games and uh, Japan only games. There's actually right. a really, really great website. Um, uh, it's just called shmups.com, right? Right, Tim? Isn't that what it is? I think it's shmups.org or .net or something, but it's, it mm-hmm. is shmups. Um, I used to frequent this site like it was going oh, out of style. That didn't it's, work. it's shmups.com. I'm there what now. It is .com. Yeah. And you can actually go uh, into uh, the Xeno side files. If you're if you're a fan of of shoot 'em up games, uh, this site covers everything that's vertical and horizontal and anything that is in between. And and if you go where it says Xeno, Xeno side files, you can go by system and the uh, the turbo graphics is there, but it's called the PC engine. And then there's the PC engine CD. Uh, which is that's what they called it in japan yeah Yeah. and uh we got the the duo was the cd the pack-in uh but yeah there's there's a there's a lot of shoot-em-up games for the system that are pretty damn good uh but this was this was a good one this was a yeah i loved it i thought the music was fantastic too yeah for sure yeah oh yeah oh yeah the music (laughs) this is the proof of like the TurboGrafx sound chip at its peak, yeah, TurboGrafx like had good sound, second to none. Yeah, right. there were plenty of games that had bad soundtracks, but man, uh, if you played a Hudson game and they knew what they were doing and knew how to program the music mm-hmm. right, whoo, mm-hmm. oh, so yeah. good, for so sure. Good. Yeah, also right. uh, uh, sidebar <clears throat> for Russ, uh, because you haven't played many TurboGrafx games. Um, my favorite Adventure Island game is on this system. The, oh okay it's just called new adventure island yep it's so fun, it's I, fun. I, I love yeah. it i love it it's, I'll have to it's give also it a go. like i mean the graphics are, are very very cute and vibrant and um really just well done i don't know i think it, it's just my fave it's really fast paced and, and surprisingly it's a lot better than the super nintendo one yeah well i guess i like adventure island 2 probably more technically because the dinosaurs and the map screen oh but, yeah yeah, for the right but movie, yeah. New Adventure Island is New great. Adventure Island's awesome. New Adventure Island, yeah. Really, nice, really nice. fun. Really fun. All right, so it's about that time that we're yeah. going to take a short break. So before we go into that, I want to ask you guys, our wonderful retroids out there, what video game did you love that most people hated or strongly disliked? And it can be from any era. It can be like, like Atari, Nintendo, Genesis, Jaguar, anything. If it's Pinochle, you can say Pinochle. Pinochle, whichever, whichever bit that one is. I don't, I don't even know what one uh, that is. I don't is. even know. I think it's just it's, a, it's, it's with They play with CADs. Oh, okay. Is it a CAD game? I don't know. I have no idea. What are you talking about? I don't I know. I have no idea. What are you talking but, about, Pinochle? <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, Ponder that, and uh, we're going to take a short break. Deadly Grounds Coffee knows how important your coffee is to you. Every batch is roasted to perfection with a unique special method that brings out the richest, deepest, smoothest flavor you'll ever find. We're coffee freaks, too, and deadly serious about our brew. Just one sip, and you'll know why we say, once you go deadly, you don't go back. It's truly coffee to die for. 
So when you're ready to get a little deadly, get online and order yours at getdeadly.com. It's coffee so good, it's scary. Hi, this is Stan Bush from Transformers the Movie, and you're listening to Retro Red Octopus. You got the touch. Hey, what's going on? I'm Steven. And I'm Ron. And we're the hosts of the Super Retro Throwback Reviews Audio Podcast. If you like to hear the latest pop culture news with some smart-ass commentary as well as the latest movie reviews, then check us out. Also, we're a multi-award nominated podcast, so we're doing something right. God knows how that happened. So check us out on all major podcasts and distributors and check out Super Retro Throwback Reviews on all social media platforms. Ready to do some bacon? It's about that time where we ask you, the audience, to octo ponder this. Welcome back, everyone. Uh, before we took a break, I had asked you guys this question What video game did you love that most people hated? And it can be from any era. So we will start with Russ. Uh, let's see. A games that uh, wait. Repeat the question again. A, a game. A game that. A game that that you loved, but oh, most okay. people hated. It most was just kind of like hated. an unpopular opinion or whatever. Right. Right. If you want some time to think about I'd it, we, do you got one? I think I got one. Yeah, okay. I think I got one. Okay. It's, it's from Nintendo. Perfect. We played a lot of Nintendo okay. growing up. I'm gonna go with uh, Fester's Quest. Oh my! Okay, <laughs> that's, that's a good a one. Choice. That is a there good one. That's a, that's a solid choice, for sure. It definitely solid gets choice. a lot of hate. Um, obviously, too, because of the angry video game nerds done a video on it. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Back about it, but I, I've rented this game a bunch growing up, and it actually takes so much inspiration from another great game, Blaster Master, which yes. people adore. You know, a lot of the boss battles right. are exactly same setup style wise. Yeah. Um, but I remember having my Nintendo Power with uh, Fester's Quest in it and using that as like my strategy guide and going through the game and getting a little bit further every weekend um, and enjoying it. And other people just, you know, trash talk it. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Rapid fire that because, man, my hands yeah. are so I think tired. The, the main thing for me about that game is the weapons kind of sucked. The weapons well, if you upgraded them too much, yeah, right, if too they, much, zig- they zigzag. Yeah. It's oh, really- yeah. If you get that wave <laughs> shot, you can't shoot. Yeah, it's like it just it just hits <laughs> it the wall. It hits, it hits a wall, and it's like, <laughs> like yeah. Well, the, uh, the wider part that's not hitting a wall is just it's not going anywhere. Like, yeah, right, that's right, so right. funny in the uh, in that angry video game nerd episode that you mentioned, Russ. And he's like, he's like the the, the freaking frog is just hopping slowly towards him and he's like i'm shooting i'm shooting i can't attack this thing it's impossible my shot goes right to the wall and disappears impending doom <laughs> oh my god uh, that's so funny yeah i had this yeah. game and uh i just uh i couldn't get far uh one of one of the killers for me was that when you die you start at the beginning section oh, and that's yeah. just right. so like draining on you it's like they go oh through it all god, again yeah god damn kidding the original like, dark souls oh, starts on. here yeah, the original souls, yeah yeah i mean i mean other than that i think yeah i mean i, I think it's it's an okay game for sure i love the music and i think right. the graphics are, are really good as well i mean it's sunsoft so of course it's gonna be good right right all right 8-bit alchemy 
Cool. So I'm gonna I'm actually gonna pick a game from the N64. Uh, this came to me earlier today. So uh, the game is Quest 64. Uh, oh, this yeah. game this nice. game is notoriously dunked on. Uh, everybody <laughs> yes, <it is. laughs> everybody hates this game. And I mean, yeah. like to be fair, like you know, for people out there comparing it to like Final Fantasy VII, which was the you know comparable rpg on this on the playstation yeah of course right like of course this game is not final fantasy 7 um but the n64 had basically no role-playing games other than paper mario and i don't even recall when that game came out if that was after this but uh quest 64 had a lot of heart uh, it honestly really tried to to make like a pretty big world. It tried to have a lot of different NPCs, you know, had these big, you know, fully 3D rendered towns. And not for nothing, Final Fantasy VII was using pre-rendered graphics, right? So you just had like a background and then you would walk around the background. Yeah. This game was really like a fully 3D world. And everything that you could, you know, all the all the buildings and stuff you could go into and talk to the people living in there and just get a little bit of information about the world. And it was one of those games that, like, a friend of mine had it. And I remember they they uh, showed it to me. And I, I picked it up and started playing it. And I, I was like, man, I actually really like this game. Like, it, it's it's interesting because... And your uh, friend was like, get the fuck out of my house. Get out of my house. <laughs> and I'm like, if you don't want it, you know, if, if you don't want to be friends anymore, but you want to give me this game, none of them, like, leveled up. Like, you're just neutral. And then every time you level up your character or you can find these little upgrade things throughout the world, you can choose one of the four elements to upgrade. And depending on how you decide to upgrade your character, what elements you want to focus on, you learn completely different moves. So like if you focus on water, you'll get, you know, water attacks, but you'll also learn cure magic. If you focus on like, you know, fire, it'll be fireballs. And then you can learn how to like upgrade your attack. But it started to get really cool where you would upgrade multiple elements and it would start start to create spells that combined both of them. So like fire and wind would create like a, a firestorm spell. Not that a you fire wind. Not a firewind. I mean, maybe it's a firewind. <laughs> but it was really fun. It like allowed you to experiment a ton with the different ways that you wanted to upgrade your main character. And uh, and you just had one guy. He was, you know, your only party member. And the game was tough. But uh, I I really like this game. Like, it's I recognize its flaws, but for how cheap it is and for how ambitious it is, I honestly think I honestly really like it. I, th- I think it's a game that maybe, you know, got a bad rap and, and had a lot more potential. Like, I think I, I, I know that the development of this game was really troubled and they tried to make it. Uh, they actually tried to have like up to three party members that you would get. And then those characters just completely got cut. There was all these like crazy early, early versions of the game that were uh, demoed at like, you know, E3 and whatever. And, and a lot of the features ended up having to get cut. There's a great documentary on YouTube that I found. I'll try and post it. I'll try and post it to uh, the Facebook page just to, to put some visibility on it, but it's, it's fascinating. It's really interesting how much had to change over the course of development, but I still really like the final product, you know, and it's, it's, I'm such a fan of RPGs and this game is really like one of two or three that are on the N64 period. Um, Yeah. It's a it's a fun game, you know. It's not for everybody, but I, I'm going to champion it today. I'm going to say Quest sixty four for me. Well, nice. That's the whole point of this octopus. Yeah, that's right. Good on right. you. Right. 
Right. And apparently they had one for the Game Boy Color, which has the hilarious name of Oh, maybe it's not related. No, it's totally No, it's it's, it's related. Quest Brian's Journey. Yep. It's I've never Brian's gotten I've Journey, ne- <laughs> folks. I've never gotten to go on Brian's Journey. You, I mean, did you not get enough Brian the first time because because here's more Brian. Here's more Brian. Uh from what I understand, it actually tried to emulate a lot of the battle systems and stuff of quest 64 it just did it in a 2d in a 2d format oh, i've never gotten boy. i've never gotten to play it though hmm. but this is a this is a sunsoft sunsoft published it and it was developed by imagineer got gotcha. nice. yeah i've never actually played that one i promise you you can find a copy of it for five dollars at your local <laughs> probably maybe Wait, more I at this point. who knows he looks and he finds it for uh, seven you're uh, you're ah! you're gonna be in hawk. I will be in hawk. I will you're gonna be you in the ten, I will spot you the ten the two dollars to make up for my lies. <laughs> the ten two two dollars two two what time is it? All right, math I'm is done. hard. It's math is hard o'clock. All right, Parasite Steve. Yes. So yes. this week I, I had a, a funny a funny thing happened on the way to the uh Facebook Messenger. And uh, you know, in our in our group Redoctopus Messenger group that, that we have going. I was uh I was talking to them about these there were these two games that had haunted me forever uh, that were old fighting games and I knew they were, I knew that they were 16 bit games and I wasn't sure and I, I wanted to figure it out because of, we were doing this episode I'm like oh maybe I'll do one of those but man it was like really killing me so one of them I found faster than the other the one that took me forever um, was was worse and uh, ended up being a game called Doomsday Warrior for that snes and um it uh it looks like complete garbage but like uh i don't know i I, we don't need to talk about that one but i was still happy i friggin figured it out because holy crap when you're haunted by a game like that or a movie or tv show what was it uh, so the other one i'm going to choose as my octoponder which is a game called fighting masters for the sega genesis and uh that was released in 1991 by the almanac corporation literally the word almanac but the second a is an i uh and uh the only thing that they're really known for doing as far as i'm concerned because i didn't know any of the other games was evo search for eden on the snes one of 8-bit alchemy and my like all-time beloved games. all-time beloved games uh and we were just talking about it yesterday which is really weird (laughs) yeah we were uh they made fighting masters um, so this is just a really kind of crappy fighting game that, uh, it, I, I, I really loved it. Uh, it was just fun. It wasn't, it's not good, but, um, I am just a sucker for monsters. I have always been a sucker for monsters. I love Godzilla. I love all the stuff. Um, uh, this game has some really fun characters that you get to play as, and uh, I'll, I'll just run them down because there's really not a lot to say about the game other than it is weirdly like there's a lot of grappling for a fighting game. It's grabby. Um, it's pretty grabby. And you can like bounce guys off the walls, off the far walls. If you're ne- if you're near a wall. Oh, that's um, cool. It's a little, nice. they, a little wrestling. They really make impacts and they shake the screen and make a like a boom. And so like every single time they they hit the wall or the floor, they make a big deal out of it every time. So it kind of like has this sort of weight. Um, but anyway, so the characters, I'm going to read their Japanese name and their English name because some of them are different and they're just funny. So there's a, there's a super white bread, boring human wrestler uh, in, in Japan. His name was Larry. Larry. Just Larry. 
Mary. and uh, in uh, America we got Dirk, and then there is a uh, there's <laughs> Dirk is a good name. There's Mastodon, the anthropomorphic elephant that looks like it was based on the Indian god Ganesh or Ganesha. Uh, also in Japan he was Elipha. Uh, just 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 Weird. we dropped the NT and we got. Where a could name. they have gotten that name? We got a name out of that. Um, and then there's a horse guy. He's like a kickboxing green and red horse guy. And we got him. His name is Equus. Um, really, really thinly veiled names here. I know they, they but, did not try uh, in Japan. He was called <clears throat> uh, Flamer. And he's not even a fire guy. Oh, I don't know. Right. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, there's this Amazon warrior chick who fights with a Tonfa. Uh, her name's just Morin. In both countries, they're like, no, you know what? Morin is is too good to Morin is a super good name. Morin is good. Uh, then there's a uh, this this weird like robot guy with razor hands. He's got like I don't know claw hands, and uh, he would look really cool. But his like his his uh, idle animation as he just stands there is way too animated, and it's just weird. Like his he's like constantly like baking bread, or he's like rolling dough. His his hands are just in constant motion, like circling each other, and and his his legs are weirdly dancing, and he's just too he's just too animated for a robot. It's Stop weird. dancing! It's like watching an old like literally ruins cartoon. the character for me because he's cool otherwise. But in uh in America, his name's Grinder. Like a sandwich, like a like a Judas Priest song, and uh, and in Japan he uh, is named Beowulf because <laughs> oh. Beo. they thought robot Beowulf makes perfect sense. Right. Then there's this bizarre, <laughs> right, there's this bizarre guy called Goldrock. He uh, he also did not need a name change. He's a living golem with a, an Egyptian Egyptian motif. He's kind of like a, a, a giant head of a pharaoh. With just arms and legs just tacked on. There's no body. He sucks. Uh, and then I, mean, I would name that Gold Rock. Gold Rock, yeah. I, I would I name mean, that. Yeah, well, that, okay, fair. That's a decent that's, name. That's what I would <laughs> name that. Marin, I don't know where they got that, but they loved it. Uh, Morin, yeah, Morin. 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 They, just, they just loved it. Morin Studio. It so fucking much. They're like, oh, so, that so good. Uh, and then there's uh, this dude. He's like a, he, he's like, he looks like a griffin. Right, he looks like a humanized, like an anthropomorphic griffin, but in English his name's Phoenix, not Griffin, and in uh, Japan he was called Tomahawk, which I I guess is they're like they thought they were being clever because hawk is a bird and he's part bird, but it's uh, like but Tomahawk mm. is a, is is, a, is an axe, so like it's Thomas it's a, Hawk, Thomas Hawk, Thomas Hawk, Tom, yeah, that might be it. That's know. weird. Right. Um, <laughs> Then there's this uh, this guy. He's one of my favorites. He's uh, he's this lobster guy, but he also has these insect wings that fly out, and it makes him just look really different and really cool. Yeah, uh, he's actually on the cover. Uh, the cover of this game, Fighting Masters, is amazing. It's a really, really insanely awesome cover. His two characters fighting. Actually, I believe it's the uh, the the grinder guy, the the robot dude with the uh, the moving hands, the okay. ever moving hands fighting uh, this guy. So the lobster's name is almost the same. In both countries, uh, they dropped the E f- at the end for America. His name's Zygunt. Oh, no, the, it's slightly different. So it's, okay, it's Zry. I, I can't even say this without laughing. His name's <laughs> Zrygunt with an E at the end in Japan. And here he's just Zygrunt. 
They're like, you went a little overboard with these letters. Let's just like, let's just take a couple one and just drop another. It'll be fine. It's much more comprehensive. Zry <laughs> Nobody wants to say Zry Zry Grunt. Zry. Nobody wants mm. to say those letters. Zygrunt. Better. Uh, there's this fat blobby blue guy with a bunch of gross warts around his midsection that he spins around, and and it's he's kind of just kind of the ugly fat dude and uh his name is rotundo in america because of course you had to make a fat joke right and, uh, in japan his name is medusa so yeah that seems random uh then there's a really just very basic looking fire breathing dragon dude but he is awesome he's just not like imaginative they just made a cool dragon guy he's green uh his name's xenon with an x which is just like isn't that just like wasn't she the girl of the 21st century or something you know it and uh, in super hilarious in Japan, his name is his name is Drayson, like D R A S O N, which is objectively the funniest name any dragon has ever been named. Drayson. Drayson. Like, what do you think of when you see that big badass dragon with the spikes in the tail? You're like hell oh, yeah, that's Drayson. That's my boy Drayson. Actually, Xenon girl of the twenty first century spelled with a C. Right. It's um, spelled with then we have two more. See, decent amount of characters in this game, right? Like for an old 16-bit fighter. And they're all yeah. original. They're all neat. Yeah. Okay, so two more. So we have, he, he's a Cyclops, and he's got boxing gloves. His name's Uppercut. Unless you're in Japan, and then his name is Eyesight. Eyesight. Yep. Okay, here we go. Last one. You ready? This is the name that's too good. You can't rename this name. He's a man-eating plant. Basically, a Venus flytrap that walks around and eats your face. Is he Audrey 3? No. His name is Dio. What? Dio? Yes. Dio. Yes. He is the, the holy diver himself. <laughs> That's right. The bringer of the rainbows. Oh, yeah. Wow. Dio. Okay. Only he's a plant. <laughs> I mean, Dio probably liked plants. All right, so that that was uh, that was my pick. I just had to go down the list of the guys because they're just wow. fun. There's basically wow. the only good thing about this game, right? But I, yeah. but I still enjoyed this game a lot as a kid. I, I bought it. I had it. I I played it a lot. I I loved it. So cool. Hmm. Very cool. Very cool. All right. So my pick is for the Wii, and that is Metroid Other M. A lot of people just Ooh. hated on this game, like yeah. freaking hardcore, big time. And and I can understand. You no, know, I I understand the reasonings behind it, and I, I get why people don't like some of the, the mechanics or whatever. You no, know, I understand, but I don't know. I thought the game was a ton of fun. I I I I love the graphics. Um, the music was. I don't know. I don't really remember much of the music, but the game was pretty long. I feel yeah. Um, it's pretty long. Um, I I I have mixed feelings about like how she uses her weapons. Like like she when she's when you start the game, she has all of her abilities. But then she meets up with her old general that she's to serve under, and she's like, "Well, out of respect, I'm just gonna like uh, disable all of my abilities. Like, why would you fucking do that? I don't know." <laughs> but um, until you no, know, he gives the okay to do it. It's like he's not your fucking boss. It's, 
Do whatever the fuck you want. You're, the you're not my dad. But out of, you're out not of my respect dad. for not Adam dad. Malkovich, you're not my dad. I decided not to, <laughs> to enable my super missiles. It's like, who fucking cares about Adam so Malkovich? Dumb. Okay, he doesn't actually have any power over you. You haven't been one of his soldiers for like, I don't even know, like 15 years. Like they Either keep way, showing her as like a little girl. Why would he girl. want her to be a worse soldier? He's she's she's his only I backup know. here. Because he's he's like, no, you need to prove that you can follow orders. You need to prove that if you're going to be a part of this investigation, you're going to be part of this shit. You got to be able to take orders. You can't just be your you know your free wheel and do whatever the hell you want, Samus Aran. And it's like that's really dumb that's not a super that's not a thing we needed to have at all in this game yeah um but i I agree i do like this game i yeah i I think the game's a lot of fun it it was different from all the other ones no we we have no the the traditional side-scrolling ones and you have the first person ones um i kind of wish they made a sequel and kind of like fixed the issues of this game like not going to first person view to use your missiles like why would you do that? That's yeah. Dumb. That that was the a only weird, way you can use your missiles thing. is they, to they, switch views. That's so stupid. They but, clearly um, were like, "Oh, people still like Metroid Prime, so we want to get that little bit of like Metroid <laughs> yes, Prime in there." It's yeah. like, no, don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. And and technically, this was the last original Metroid game we got because the next one we got was a remake. Yes, and this was what 2010. 2010. 2010. Oh my god, I can't believe. Now, wasn't am I crazy? Was this produced by Ninja Team? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it was. Team, it team was, Ninja. Was, yeah. Team Ninja. Ninja right? Yeah. 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 Of, of the Ninja Gaiden reboot fame. Yep. Right. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think the game's fun. Um, I love one of my favorite things about the game is when you quote unquote beat the game, you go through the entire credits and then it's like, okay, the game's not really over. You got to fight the real boss now. And and you could totally miss this, right? Like, yeah, I feel you, you like, can totally I feel miss like it. you could just be like, all right, I got credits. Cool. I'm going to just be done. But yeah. there's like one extra little mission at the end that was completely worth it. Like, super absolutely cool. worth it. It was so good. Absolutely good. I, I love it. Love it so much. I Sweet. hope they make another one, fix all these problems with the first one and cool. whatnot. So, yeah, that is my pick. That's my pick. Awesome. And uh, yeah. So those were our answers. Now we're going to read off some of our favorite answers that we see that we received on our Facebook page. So I will start off with Michael E. Lugo, uh, sir, sir, um, AKA T belly um, from YouTube. And he says, I gotta say X-Men for the Genesis. A lot of people diss that game, but I love it. And I agree. I think the game is pretty good. I prefer the second one over this one, but uh, yeah, I think it's a yeah. yeah I didn't, nice, I didn't play the first game. game too much. It's a good, it's a good game. And he also said um, Ghost and Goblins for the. I'm assuming the NES because that's. I don't think a lot of people talk about the arcade one, but but yeah, Ghost and Goblins on the NES. Nice. Jason Lewis says Faxenadu on the original NES. None of my friends at the time liked it at all. It was too tough for them. I have Myself not really included. played this game. I have not really played mm-hmm. this game, but uh, I know uh, you guys played it. Yeah, yeah we have we have and a Faxana do's and Faxana don'ts video or, <laughs> nice. or a podcast uh, that we did. Yeah, try, trying uh, uh, Steve and I giving our best shot at playing through Faxana do, and I mean it's like we started out having a great time. Yeah, like, hit, hit a wall. Yeah, and we're like it oh did. my god, it did. 
Oh my god! This is <laughs> check out that check out that uh, episode if you guys yeah. are curious. Yeah, very very cool. And next we have Aldo, and he says Altered Beast on the on the Genesis gets a lot of hate these days for whatever reason. It's really a solid arcade port, and I agree. That is a pretty incredible game for being a launch title. Power up. Also true. I mean that that really is true. Like just looking at it from that angle you're like okay game aside how good of a freaking port is this it's super good super good it is super good i mean the the, the arcade is not that much better looking it's right. pretty close it's, it's very it, close, and yeah. and it was a launch title like you said which is even more impressive like they weren't even right. you know they had they hadn't gotten used to the technology it's, it's awesome yeah. yeah and it's definitely like the the best port i mean they've made other altered beast games since then but none of them compare yeah at all. it's just it's it's just a weird game i think that it had its day where it was entertaining and and there's just not much depth to it you know the auto scrolling yeah. really hurts it and it's just it's just a weird thing right but again yeah. i mean i i loved it as a kid i loved it mm-hmm. you could turn into beasts you could turn into monsters oh my god i'm there i don't need anything else i'm there right. and i loved it so right all right, Miranda says, "Good question. Of course, a good question. I, I'm the one that asked it. I mean, Joe, Joe's only the best. I'm good me. at these questions. Joe's a fan of his own questions. Like, I am big time. He smells his own farts. <laughs> That's true. I do. <laughs> she says, "I would, I would, I, w- I don't understand what she's saying. Uh, she had more obscure games that she really liked that don't get a lot of attention, like Crystallis for the NES and." Sid Meier's Pirates for the Genesis. Sid Meier's Pirates. Sid Meier's. Sid Meier's Pirates. Yeah, I, I don't know, I don't think I don't I know much about one, Sid Meier's, but I played Chrysalis, and that is an awesome game. That yeah, is- yeah, I like that one a lot, too. Uh, yeah, I actually didn't know anything about Sid Meier's Pirates either, but I did look it up. Apparently, it's a it was a, on a decent amount of systems. It was a computer thing, and mm-hmm. uh, it looks pretty neat. I don't know. Have you ever played it, Russ? Are you familiar with that one at all? I have not. No, I never played that one. Hmm. It's like you know, yeah, kind of immersive pirate like life sim. Yeah, it's like right? sim pi- like, like 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 okay, playing uh, the life of a pirate, having a boat going around. It, There's some like sword fighting sections, getting and, scurvy, not having oranges, scurvy. uh, <laughs> no orange juice. Yeah, pillaging, no juice. plundering, All the raping. Best parts it's, it's, of pirate life. It it just didn't you know, it, it didn't bird. age well. <laughs> and pet the, bird. the rape levels did not age well at all. No. No, they never do. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, yeah. Crystallis, I only got to play recently. I think they added it to the Switch's uh, like NES collection, you know, for mm-hmm. the like Switch yeah, online, online stuff. Yeah, yeah. So I I played a bit of that, and I was like, wow, you know, this is this is also a very good, you know, kind of Zelda like game. It was very yeah. fast paced. You know, I felt yes. like everything moved really quick. All the enemies were very fast. Um, but yeah, it's a cool game. Nice. Yes, yeah. Miranda Del Zavo. She is. She is quite the uh, the gamer chick. She's cool. Nice. I think Crystallis is also an SNK game, if I if I remember correctly. Hmm. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's it an is, SNK yeah. game. It's one of their you know not fighting games. Go figure. Right. Right. And the last one, which was actually the, the first comment that we got, but I wanted to save this one for last because I think it's hmm. funny. Um, Michael Burry, aka Michael B, the Game Genie, says, "I love Russ." 
Rust Thanks, is the Mike. game. We, <laughs> we, yes, we love Rust too. But it doesn't make sense because that means his choice would only make sense if everybody hated you, but everybody loves you. So. But everyone loves <laughs> Russ. Russ is everyone's pal. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, All right. Yeah, thanks, Retroids. That was fun. That was a ton of fun. Yes. You guys are awesome. Thank you for participating in this week's Octoponder. Yes. So, for those who still want to participate, you can tell us what you think about this week's Octoponder, which is uh, which which game, video game, did you like that other people did not like at all? And you can reach out to us in our incredible Facebook group or on Twitter at Redoctopus, or you can always email us at Redoctopus at gmail.com. Please use the email address because we want to hear from you guys and we never get emails from you guys. So, I mean, just nobody emails anymore. You know. I mean, yeah, yeah, everything's just text now. There's mm-hmm. No emails. You, you just... got a P.O. box? Can I write you a letter? <laughs> we should probably start a TikTok. That, that's a popular thing. Send now. a pigeon. Uh, <laughs> pigeon carrier. <laughs> well, no, the carrier. You don't need a pigeon carrier unless you have a lot of pigeons that can't fly. Then you need a. Pigeon. Oh yeah, that's true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, if you like what we're doing, please leave us a review or a rating on our host site. Just search on Pinecast Retro Redoctopus. Thank you all so much for the awesome answers. And now let's get back to the show. So. Yeah. He wants to do. Uh, we lost Tim. We lost Tim, but let's keep going. Maybe he'll log back on. Okay. Uh, he said his internet died, so uh, oh, awesome. Alchemy uh, may be back at some point, but he's definitely not going to go next. He's definitely not going to go next. Yeah, that's for <laughs> sure. Okay, so we'll go with Russ. Fair enough. Fair enough. Moving on to another excellent 16-bit uh, gem. I switched over to the Super Nintendo with nice. this one here. And it's called um, Harley's Humongous Adventure. I'm not sure if you guys have played this one before. It's basically never played this. I looked no, up never after, played either. after you said you were going to do this, and the cover looks very familiar to me. I right. Don't think I ever played it. It's a very, like, if you see the cover of it, it's a very, like, 90s-ish cover. He's got, like, spiky hair with an H saved into the side um, <laughs> with a jet pack. Oh, so he, extreme. <laughs> and he's, like, flying. <laughs> and he's holding a, um, a thumbtack. So y- you get a sense of, okay, you know, he's small, hence the humongous Avenger. Everything around him is big. So he's got shrunken down somehow. Hmm. Seeing, seeing this game, like, I, I watched a... Uh, you know, a couple levels and uh, the level, well, the first level that I saw, I guess it must be the first level of the game really reminded me of little Nemo. Um, Okay. Because in little Nemo, you're pretty small, but there is like a house level you get to later in the game for uh, this is little Nemo, the dream master for NES. Right. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. And Oh man, that's like, I was just getting like washed over with the little Nemo nostalgia. Well, I was almost going to think to uh, rescue Rangers. Yes. Yeah, well. yes. totally. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yep. That, or even uh monster, my pocket again, you yes. know, all these small, yeah. small guys. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Cause you do start off the first level. You're in like a uh, kitchen ish area and you're jumping on dishes. Yeah. Oh jumping, yeah, yeah. Jumping yeah, over yeah, cans. Yeah. Uh, you know, the cans are opening up and you're, you're trying not to get hit by those and your weapons are, um, you know, small nails that you get um, that you can throw as projectiles. And again, you get your jetpack, but you have to find fuel for it. Um, 
and then one of the later levels you actually get to ride in like a toy tank and you're, sh- you're you know you're shooting other uh you know blocks like the nice. abc blocks you see and stuff like that so and the other thing too that really stands out about this game it's it's almost um like claymation the enemies and yeah you the, the, are like the graphics look, yeah they look almost clay fightery right like a little right. bit you know, like a digitized little uh sculpture because that's the only other game i've seen do that was this game in clay fighters yeah, there was a game I used to like a lot called Claymates. Yeah, that was made by mm. Interplay as well, and you had like these clay little animals that you played as. But I had never heard of uh, Harley's Humongous Adventure. This looks fun. It looks like a fun yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, looking at the the pictures right now, and I do remember seeing this game. I think I I think I, I was watching uh, Captain Algebra streaming this game not too long ago. Nice. And, uh, yeah, it's it a looks, super fun it one. Yeah, it looks nice. pretty cool. You know, uh, it's really funny. Um, he looks, especially the sprite in game, he looks exactly like uh, Bionic Commando for the NES. Oh, oh right, with the yes. green and everything. Yep. Yeah. yeah. The green in the, in the glasses and the, I don't know the hair. I feel like he just he's gonna shoot out a big mechanical arm. Right. <laughs> like I'm waiting for it. Right. Um, yeah, awesome. it looks really fun. I've I really honestly do not think I ever played this. Yeah, yeah. I, I know I haven't played this one. No, nope. I still have. Um, I have, I have it. It, my complete box copy from I got, you know, when I got the game back in the day. Nice. And, uh, you know, always enjoyed playing it and it stood out. <laughs> nice. Awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. Awesome pick. I love it awesome when, pick. you know, we can showcase uh, games that people don't know. Maybe we're not the only ones who don't know this game. So that's that's a great. Yeah, pick. it's exciting. Yeah. I'm like, I, I'm like, I have never heard of this game. I am pumped <laughs> to hear about it. That's cool. Nice. Nice. All right, 8-Bit Alchemy, now that you're back. Now that I'm back from the dead. <laughs> back from the dead. <laughs> um, so uh, so we're, we're now on to our second choices, right? Yes. Everybody? yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Um, so the game I'm going to be doing is uh, actually a little switcheroo for you guys. I told you one thing, and I, I, I double-backed on myself. So I'm going to go with the Twisted Tales of Spike McFang. Uh, this is a game for the Super Nintendo and this is a game that I never would have found if not for my nap video, my local video store that I used to always go to and rent games and just walk through the aisles and look and at box art. It was nice and because if you got tired, you could just lay down yeah, and take a yeah. nap. You could take a K-N-A-P-P. You could yeah. take a nap. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, going through the aisles, you would find, uh, you know, just various different box art that would jump out at you. And that was just basically how I figured out whatever I wanted to try renting. And uh, this game, The Twisted Tales of Spike Big Fang, it was, uh, I guess I'm going with a bit of a theme here. So it was it was a top-down action, like RPG kind of game. Yep. You played as this little dude. He was this uh, little vampire guy. And uh, and the way that all of his attacks were done is you would you would hit the attack button and you would kind of spin around really quickly, and if you if you hit it a whole bunch of times, he would spin around, spin around, spin around, do like a huge spinning vortex. But then he would get like kind of dizzy and he'd get stunned for a few seconds, so you didn't want to do that too often. And then the other thing that he could do is if you held down the attack button, he would like levitate. He had this very distinct big top hat, and he would levitate the top hat, and you could fire it out at enemies, and it would you know pass through them hit them on the way out and then hit them on the way back. Hmm. And uh, the game had uh, a few different upgrades that you could get. Like 
anytime you killed enemies, you'd get money and uh, you could spend the money to buy uh, different types of hats that would do slightly different attacks or they would behave slightly differently when you threw them. Um, there were these cards that you could get that you would use for items or various different things like that. And um, as you got further and further in the game, there were partner characters that would join you too. That sort of reminds me of like Pocky and Rocky too. Or, or I guess looks, I was I guess, thinking Pocky and Rocky. Yeah, yeah. It looks it's, it's very evocative. So like the, those partners were great once you got them later on. You know, they were computer controlled. I believe you could have a second player plug in a controller and play as them, but I never got to try it. Um, but the game itself was honestly like it was very deceptive because it was adorably cutesy, childish, like very fun and colorful. But it was really hard. Uh, and I, I still have never played through the whole game. I usually, you know, always get to a, a point and, and find it to be too difficult. I remember there was like a big castle as the first area. There was a desert as the second area. And then there was like a jungle uh, and then I think there was an ice place, but um, the game itself is just, it's just a gem. And like, nobody talks about this game. Honestly, it's so under the radar and I, I would have never checked it out if not for, for seeing it at the rental store. Um, fun, fun little anecdote is that it was developed by red company uh, and red company has developed a bunch of different games, but actually name, uh, you know, top of the list are, the two shoot 'em up games that Steve mentioned, loving from the the Turbo Graphics, which are Gate of Thunder and Lords of Thunder. Right. Both I didn't actually mention games. either of those, but I think well, you, you alluded to them because you had said I always you said no, no. You <laughs> alluded to them because you said there's two games that are like the best on you know on PC Engine. Ah. Uh, so those are Gate of Thunder and Lords of Thunder. Those are the ones I was alluding to. You're correct. <laughs> I, I know. I know they are. Uh, and so Red Company is the company that developed those nice. as well as Twisted Tales. Um, and I mean, they've done a bunch of other stuff. Nothing really super uh, noteworthy. Uh, the the Gungrave games on the PS2 oh, yeah. and actually uh, Bujingai, which was a game that I mentioned in a previous episode. Uh, that, that's uh, Bujingai the Forsaken City for the PS2. And uh, that's all uh, that, I, I, that's the one I borrowed from you and played, right? Two Japanese I, guys. One one guy's really big and he carries around a pillar. No, that's Genji. Oh, that's Genji. Yeah, it's Genji way of the samurai. Yeah, you're way. Uh, yeah, Genji's great though. Uh, but no, uh, Bujin guy. Uh, I don't know. I'll I take mentioned off, it in, huh? in one of our episodes. I said it. Uh, but yeah, Twisted Tales. Uh, it really, you know, it it plays very well. It's got. A bit of a learning curve, you know, learning how to do the attacks and everything is a bit of a challenge. And the, the biggest problem I think I had with the game is that the bosses just have an insane amount of health. So it, it becomes like a war of attrition where you're like, okay, I can do great at this boss for like 20 minutes, but he's only half dead. And then you start getting like, you know, you, you make one mistake or you screw one thing up and then before you know it, you're dead. And, uh, and so that made it really difficult. But uh, it's a super cool game. You know, twisted, twisted tales tale of, of Spike, Spike McFang. Nice and uh, yeah, yeah. Check it out. Nice, nice, awesome Very graphics. Cool. Really, really good graphics. Yeah. All right, Parasite Steve. Yes. Yes. Um. So I I am gonna mention really quick because I just learned this fun fact. This is not my pick, but um, uh, a hidden gem that does often appear on people's lists is is uh, for the Super Nintendo Do Re Mi Fantasy. And uh, I don't know if uh, people are familiar with that game, but you know what I learned today? Did you did you guys know that game was a sequel to Mylon's Secret Castle for the NES? What? I think what? I've heard that. 
Yeah. But it's like, and, I mean, based if, if on you, who? No, like, if you look at the even, character, he's exact. Sure, but the it's, game is like completely different. The game is totally different. I know, but that's supposedly it's supposed to be a sequel. That's crazy. Wow. I did not know that until today. So I just wanted to mention that because it blew my mind. Anyway, yeah. um, so my actual pick is a game that was only released in Japan. Uh, and it is, it's got a weird name that, that um, the internet isn't quite sure how to spell because it's spelled uh, lots of different ways. Uh, I'm going with M-A-J-Y-U-U-O-U, a.k.a. Majuo. Sometimes known as King of Demons, but that is actually just a fan translation. Um, so this game, Majuo, uh, released in 1995 for the Super Famicom, developed by KSS Inc., which stands for, by the way, Kamakura Superstation Inc., company which was more known for their anime work, uh, actually, because they released a whole bunch of awesome OVA movies that I actually loved in the 90s, such classics as Naruto, Oh My Goddess, The Heroic Legend of Arslan, which we were just freaking talking about last night off off We were. Unbelievable. What is this? And Battle Angel as well. They did a ton of of OVAs, some shows like Naruto, and so they were primarily an anime uh, company, and uh, they they produced seven random uh, video games, Uh, like literally seven, so pretty weird but one of like we'll try our hands yeah yeah i don't know but majuo is one of them (laughs) it is a really actually pretty freaking great game uh if you can get your hands on this or you know if you can emulate it please do so it's it's totally worth playing uh it is often most often described as castlevania with a gun which is a pretty apt description yeah um so you start out the game your your main character is a generic action dude guy whose name is Abel because he's uh, Abel. Uh, <laughs> he's, and he, uh, he's he's got a pretty lame attack. I mean, it is you know it's a gun game, you know, yeah. But like he atta- he just kind of like has this like little nine millimeter, and like he's kind of a small sprite anyway. So the gun looks really unimpressive, and he's just dressed in a white t-shirt, blue jeans, and a Rambo headband. So like overall, you you start up this game and you're like, wow, I am underwhelmed all the way home. <laughs> I'm so generic. The most generic of all the characters. Um, So, you know, you might be forgiven if you uh, turned it off after half a level and you're like, man, it's all right. But but the thing is that this game is actually totally worth playing. Uh, The graphics are, first of all, very good. Um, Main character guy looks pretty lame, but um, the backgrounds are great. Levels are uh, very varied. The enemies are awesome. Lots of fun monsters. The bosses are incredibly fun. Lots of big, huge screen size bosses, tons of weird monsters. Uh, really, you know, got that dark fantasy Lovecraftian sort of feel, but with a futuristic slant. Um, and really, the best part of the game is that the main character who starts out super lame only is going to look like that for one level. And uh, you can actually control a whole bunch of different characters because you can transform. And the way it works is uh, when you beat a level, there's a crystal there and it flashes from one color to the next color to the next color. There's three colors. There's red, green, and blue. And the funny thing is that the red hangs there for so long that you would also be forgiven if you just kept getting that, not realizing there were two other colors because like, it's actually like 
It's like five seconds. Like how long are you going to wait for it? Like you're just going to run over right. and get it, right? But anyway, so if you get the red, you turn into a character called Hybrid, which is a pinkish demon with Abel's original head just kind of popped on the top there. He's just got his regular head and his body's just like, what happened to my body? <laughs> He's got big hand talons and feet talons and gargoyle shaped, you know, legs and tail and shit and he's got like these gross wings like that are starting starting to grow out of his shoulder blades but not they're not quite done yet and it's just kind of nasty and uh he just shoots these uh big green swirling crescent things and uh and that's the red the red crystal the green crystal you turn into centurion which is a green winged insect uh guy he kind of looks soldierish and he shoots laser beams out of his head just they, they you know where the crescents are like they kind of spin around the lasers are just straight lasers. Um, and then the blue gem gives you uh, the third form is his name's Azur Dragon. They're like, let's use the word Azur. It's a good word. And everybody's like, yeah, no shit. Uh, and it's funny because he's actually more purpley than anything. Uh, he shoots blue fire, which makes the purple dragon look even more purple. Um but the fire kind of lo- looks like these big circles. It's very like video gamey fire, but whatever. It's fine. Uh, very cool. Uh, they're all neat. I think the dragon is probably the coolest looking. You get a uh, double jump with all these characters where you didn't have that with the original guy. And also they all have the ability to charge their weapons. So they can all just shoot like a charge beam. But the, uh, the charge beam is, you know, it's different for every character. And uh, but it, it doesn't go very far. It goes slow for a lot of damage and it doesn't go very far. Uh, but your attacks go all the way across the screen. So it keeps going. So not only can you choose these random characters, but it gets, gets a little bit deeper. So if you get the same character twice, then you actually get a powered up version of that character. And it's a palette swap. And uh, they get a vastly improved weapon. They get a vastly improved charge shot. And it's just another layer. It's like, cool. Uh, well, maybe this time I'll power up this guy. But the thing is, there's only five levels in this game. So you cannot physically do it all in one go through. So it's, right. it's, there's a lot of replay value. Okay. And there is one other layer. So obviously, if you really wanted to, since there's five levels, you could try out powering up two different forms if you, if you really did it right. Right. Uh, you know, get the red and then the red and then the green and then the green. Okay. Then you're at the last level and you have the powered up green guy. Okay, cool. You could do that. But if you get a different one each time in any order, then the fourth one, the fourth boss. So literally the fourth level boss, instead of having the red, blue, green crystal, it'll just be gray. And if you get the gray crystal, you get the most powerful form in the entire game it's the only way you can do it it's dark angel this is really super cool black demon with red hair feathered wings and a unicorn horn just jammed crammed right onto his forehead jam cram uh he's uh pretty awesome it looks really really cool his regular shot is almost as big as the other guy's charge shots and it goes all the way across the screen this guy's so freaking op it's awesome and that is the secret way to do it. it's like there's there's just a lot that you wouldn't on one playthrough. You might not see so much, you know what I mean? But once you realize that it's like, you know, the game's fun anyway, and it's solid and the graphics are good and the music's good and everything's cool. Like, you know, it's, it's a solid game to play through anyway, but that sort of gives you incentive to bother. 
It's not, you know, yeah, yeah. it's fun, but Plus like, it's oh, a short I enough all game. Stuff. I it's see. not, it's not like that right. long of a playthrough. Right. So like, you can burn through it in maybe like an hour or two. Right. No, and go, like an hour. go for it again. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, the, uh, you know, the stages keep themselves interesting. They're not, they're not super repetitive. They, they have different parts. They're, they're fun. So, anyway, this, uh, just that's pretty much it. But the game is once again, it's called yeah. Majuo. Um, very, very strange spelling. M A J Y U U O U. If you look that up, you'll definitely find it. But or I'll, look up King of Demons, you'll find it. Yeah, <laughs> but really, really fun game. So awesome I, game. I don't know if you awesome. guys have played it. I know Tim, you've played. It. I don't. I've I don't think it. I played it. It doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, I put it on my SNES Classic. It was one of like the Japan only games that I, I remember being like, okay, I, I definitely want to you know put this on there. I don't know if it, I had a translation patch or not, but um, it's just it's just such a good game to play. You don't really need to even be able to have it in English. Yeah, yeah, totally. Right, right. Russ, have awesome. you ever heard of this one? No, no, definitely not. I'll have to see if it's on my my SNES Classic as well. I got a bunch of stuff on there. Yeah, nice. check it out. Nice. Yeah, see if it's there. Stream it. Yeah, stream it. Got, yeah, stream it. Duo. <laughs> stream it for Halloween. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Awesome pick. So uh, my my final pick is also for the Super Nintendo, um, and that is the Peacekeepers, which is part of a mm. trilogy. Hmm. Um, well, it's te- well, it's a trilogy in Japan. It's from the uh, the Russian Beat trilogy. All the games are called Russian Beat, uh, but here in the states, the first game is called Rival Turf. The second game is Brawl Brothers, and of course, The Peacekeepers is the third one. Um, I personally love this game more than the other two. It's just your, your standard beat em up game. Uh, but what I love about this game is that you can choose between six selectable characters. Uh, you can play two players at once. Uh, there's a versus mode where you can play between two to four players if you have the super multi tap. Wow. Okay. Really nice. Cool. Now, can you imagine having four plays in Trails in Time? Oh, 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 I know. Oh my God. I mean, come on. That'd be like the best thing ever. The best thing ever. And uh, one of the cool things about this game is that it has different branching paths. Like depending on which, oh. depending on, like which path you take, you you fight different bosses, different cutscenes, and different endings. So you get a ton of replay value in this game. Instead of just going from like level, 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 just here, just go through the game, no problem. With this game, there's like so many different levels to, to choose from and you get different endings depending on which path you take. And I think that is super awesome. Yeah, that always makes a game like infinitely more fun. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, t- like, it's, it's that replayability thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is no, totally yeah. awesome. Yeah. I know with um with Brawl Brothers, there was a similar thing in one of the levels where uh, you had to go through a maze in order to get to a boss. And it was such a pain in the ass. And for whatever reason, it's only in the American version. Huh. In the, in the, or the Japanese version, it's not there. It's like, just go, just go through the level as is. It's like, why change it? Why make it harder? Yeah, that's I don't, so weird. I don't understand. It's so so dumb. But um, one of the things I, I like about the series is um, you get this, the uh, you get the anger mode, which your character becomes invincible for a short period of time, and your attacks become super super powerful. You can 
throw you can throw your, your enemies all the way across the screen and damaging other enemies if they happen to be in the same line of fire. And um, uh, you have special attacks, like each character has their own special attacks. They're all unique and really, really cool, fun, such a, such a fun game. Um, I highly recommend it if you guys haven't played it. And uh, yeah, it came out in 1994 from Jellico. So, fun fact: I have not played this game, but fun fact: the Japanese name for this game is Rushing Beat, Beat. Shura, and yes. the cover is fucking amazing. And I recognized who the artist was, but I wanted to make sure, so I just looked it up and confirmed it was painted by Castlevania artist Ayami Kojima. Oh, nice! That's yeah. cool. It right. is an amazingly great cover. Yeah, it's even though the awesome. name is stupid. Name is stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I yeah that's just... that's really cool. I've never seen that one. Our yeah. cover sucks, but I mean, I've cover. never even heard of this <laughs> game or this series or anything. Like, I, I have no familiarity with this at all. It looks awesome. The graphics it does look great. really good. The, the, yeah, the character it, names honestly. are really mundane. They're the like they're super super funny. There's Flynn, Echo, Al, Procop. <laughs> Norton. He's a pro, he's a pro Wait, Norton, Norton or bot. and there's a uh, or, or robot named M Frame. M Frame. I enjoy M Frame quite a bit. I mean, also, maybe not. Uh, cool. in in watching some gameplay for this, the the talking like face graphics are hilarious. They're like a digitized photo of a person, yes. and then they animate like their jaw just moving one pixel. So so all of the, the there's a ton of talking in this game too. Like there's yeah. constant yeah, conversation very... happening and like there's way more story than I would have expected yeah, for, for a, a beat em up game. Yeah, I was gonna say for a beat em up game, there's a lot of story. Yeah, and which is awesome. Other, the other two games, not so much. You start the I game mean, off press start. And uh, and they say, let's keep peace. <laughs> let's, let's keep peace. That'd be if it was Genesis. <laughs> no, another another fun fact uh, for Brawl Brothers: if you hit, I believe, if you hit B and A on the controller, you play the original version of the game, the Japanese version. What? Oh, that's yeah. crazy. That's kind of so awesome. you get like two games in one basically yeah yeah well, yeah that, that worked for all the contra games we could just play the probotectors <laughs> right yeah, it'd have to be the that'd Europe be version, fun right? yeah that'd be pretty cool. that'd be really fun so yeah that uh nice yeah so that was my pick Rock on. so it's almost that time to catch that horizon but before we say goodbye Let's go to this. Oh, hey there, Count Panic. I got a question for you. What's that, Bob? What do you know about Mothman, the Loch Ness Monster, ghosts, demons, and things that go bump in the night? Not much, Bob. Well, lucky for you, we host a podcast called Bob After Dark, where we talk about legends, lore, and the supernatural. Wow, where can I find this podcast? Wherever you find your great podcasts at. Hi, I'm Patsy the Angry Nerd, lover of science and sharks. And I'm Ashes Von Nightmare, the real housewife of Transylvania and mistress of Merlot. And, and we're, we're the, the hosts host of the Throwdown Thursday, Thursday podcast. podcast, part of the Somebodies and Grand Guignol Networks. Join us each and every Thursday as we break down all the characters you love and love to hate. That's right. We cover characters from movies, television, books, video games, and even real historical figures. Plus, we discuss science. And wine. Like, so much wine. Like, all the wine. 
We also pit random characters against each other in free-for-all contests voted on by you, the listener, and reveal the results the following week. Did I mention the wine? Like, there's a lot of wine. So join us on our journey through pop culture on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and everywhere you listen to podcasts. And we will will see you you next Thursday. Hey, you like old games? Yeah, yeah, so do we. But the thing is, there are new games that actually play like they're old games, but they're new. Anyway, it's time to check one of those out. This is Retro Nouveau. Hello, all you Retroids out there. 8-Bit Alchemy here with this week's beta segment, and I'm doing a Retro Nouveau. I know what you're all thinking. You're thinking, where's Parasite Steven? Where, where is he? Why isn't he doing this section? Well, hello? because oh, hello, hello, hello. <laughs> he's, he, we're, we're he's here. He's here. He's hello. here, but he's not going to be the one presenting today oh. because we're trading up. We're switching. We're trading places. Uh, I'm going to be doing a retro nouveau on this segment. We like to highlight games that look retro but are new and keep that retro goodness alive and well. Uh, so the game that I want to be talking to you guys about today is. Panzer Paladin, which uh, mm-hmm. which is a game that I devoured last year when that he came did. out. He um, did. So he that, did. So that too. Oh, just eating it. Um, it was just, like, num, 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 I, num, I, num, I num. beat that game uh, maybe a few months ago. I, I, awesome. I got to play the demo at PAX East, and I was like, this game is yeah. awesome. Yeah. That's where I got to play it, too. I tried it at PAX East, and I'm like, okay, well, I'm buying this as soon as this comes out. Um, so this came out July of last year. Um, it is made by Tribute Games, uh, which is definitely an indie game company to pay attention to. Uh, the first game they did that I loved was Wizorb. It was like a role-playing Arkanoid breakout style game. It was really fun. They did a, a 2D game called Mercenary Kings, which kind of combined like a Contra or Metal Slug-esque gameplay with like Monster Hunter, where you're gathering resources and crafting new weapons and stuff. I loved that game. Uh, in 2017, they had Flint Hook, which is like this crazy roguelike where you play as this little space pirate guy that's got a bionic commando hook and you're taking down randomly generated pirate ships in space and I, I, honestly, I feel like they have had very few missteps. Like almost every game they've put out, I've really enjoyed. Uh, Panzer Paladin included. So this game, uh, you know, uh, I guess the way to pitch it is it's a side-scrolling action game. You know, it's a hack and slash game. Uh, it's got platforming elements. Uh, you play as a giant mech, uh, which is just a super cool looking mech, especially in the yeah. artwork. All of the artwork mm-hmm. for this game is yeah. just insanely sick. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and uh and so her uh her mech is is paladin uh wait uh, okay no her her mech's name is grit yes um and and her name is flame so you play as the armor but in like a in a pseudo blaster master fashion you can like hit a button and pop out of the mech and just play as the small little you know pilot girl and she has this electric whip and there are certain sections of levels where it forces you to leave the ship and to play as the little little pilot chick flame and uh those sections are really stressful (laughs) because you die super easily um and i i remember there being a number of times where i was like oh my god i have to play through so much of a level over again but you get used to it you get good at it and it's not a big deal um 
but uh, the the main gimmick that this game has is it really focuses on a huge variety of weapons that you're able to get. Uh, basically, all the weapons that enemies will drop or you might get from you know a checkpoint halfway, they all look different. You know, there's swords, shields, uh, axes, spears, katanas, like just literally everything under the sun, and uh, every weapon, you know has a durability the more you attack with it the the more you know closer it is to breaking uh, and what you can do with weapons is not only can you swing with them but you can also throw them like a projectile which does a ton more damage but they instantly break usually or you can hold down the attack button or one of the buttons and it will actually fill up a small gauge and shatter the weapon and it will it will cast a spell wait and wait so wait who's philippa uh, I have no idea. It, just some some person that you've created. Okay. Um. So when you when you shatter one of the weapons, you'll do either like a cure spell. You'll you'll send out fireballs. You'll uh, increase your attack, and uh, all kinds of different stuff. So it adds like this layer of strategy to the game because you're constantly thinking of what weapons do I want to keep, what weapons do I want to break to get the the power up, and then what weapons am I willing to throw. And you can hold like a good amount of weapons at a time. It's like eight or ten or something that you can you can switch between. So you can constantly keep flipping back and forth between whatever ones you want to you know use for swinging and use for different things. So there's a decent amount of strategy there. Uh, the game starts out with one introductory level, kind of like a Mega Man game, and then after that first level, you get a very generous stage select screen where you can choose from ten uh, different stages to play through before you end up in like the final section of the game where you're then playing through like a linear set of like five or six stages until you get to the end end of the game um music is phenomenal uh the the music is done by patrice borgo uh he is incredible follow him on soundcloud uh pay attention to the albums that he puts out honestly i've actually found a lot of great new games to get excited for just based on what games he's done music for. Uh, so he's uh, a great person to follow. That's Patrice Borgo, B-O-U-R-G-E-A-U-L-T. It's very, very French Canadian. Um, so awesome music in that department. Uh, actually, the there was a version of the theme song that was done by Power Glove, which is that uh, that video game heavy metal band uh, that's been you know popular for the last you know 10 years or so. Uh, and then, you know, the other thing I want to highlight about the game is that there are uh, some different ways to play through it. I didn't find a huge amount of variety, but there's a couple of points in the game where you can make a decision. You can make choices that'll kind of affect what ultimately ends up happening. And after you've played through the game once, there is like a second playthrough mode that's unlocked. And that second playthrough has some key differences from the first one, including an extra boss. So that second playthrough is, is worth doing. Uh, I, I love this game. Honestly, like uh, hearing, hearing them talk about, you know, the, the love and attention that they put into making this game. Uh, it was clearly a labor of love, huge passion project. Uh, one of the alternate cover arts for this game was done by, uh, you know, our our guy there, our uh, Contra 3 guy. I always forget his name. But I always forget oh, his Tom DuBois. Tom DuBois. Yeah, oh, he, yeah, did yeah. A, he did an alternate cover art for uh, Panzer's Paladin. I think it was like limited run games version or something. Um, and yeah, and, you know, 
to uh, to kind of highlight some things that Tribute is working on upcoming. Uh, we, you know, those of you who have been paying attention to our page and, and news, uh, that new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge game, which looks incredibly awesome, mm-hmm. uh, that's being developed by Tribute Games. So uh, that is that is the same studio. So nice. check out their back catalog. Check out all their stuff. But uh, Panzer Paladin is is a great buy it's worth your time it's a fun playthrough and it's not too expensive so i feel like i can't recommend it more for uh for this retro nouveau nice yeah it's definitely a really awesome game uh i just want to mention real quick uh a little glitch that happened to me while playing the game it's actually pretty funny um i was at one of the i was at a boss i think it was either level four level five i can't remember but it was it was a bird boss and uh the attack was the bird would fly off screen and then will like wherever you are on the screen, the bird will try to attack you on that same level that you're on. Uh, so what happened was he went off screen and uh, never came back. <laughs> <laughs> never came back. Yeah. You sent and, us a uh, video of that. I sent you, you guys a video of that. <laughs> The music, music still playing. Though the the the, the boss's energy bar was still there, and uh, <laughs> it was just gone. I'm just like, nah, okay, I'm just stuck in this room. I can't progress because this uh, fucking bird turned. <laughs> <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Like, what am I supposed to do? So th- does this mean my game's corrupt now? Do I have to like start over or what? I don't know. So I, I haven't played it since. But yeah, the game is a ton of fun for sure. Yes. And you obviously liked it, Russ, right? So I guess I'm the only one who hasn't. Oh yeah, yeah, it's really fun. No, I I do I do like uh, customizing your your weapon. Like like, oh, you yeah. could, like you can like draw draw your own weapon. That's right, like, you can make anything your own you weapon. want. Yes, yes. Yep, I forgot so. about that aspect. So that that part was a lot of fun. And uh, and you actually whatever weapons you create. Uh, they will get uploaded to the internet and then anybody else playing the game has a random chance of finding the weapons that other people have created, uh, which is awesome. You know, yeah. I, I made a few myself. I made like Cloud's Buster sword and I made a giant tentacle arm uh, and I, I maybe did one other one. But yeah, I, I had a lot of fun doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of fun. Kind of fun. So cool. yeah, so those are awesome picks, guys. And uh, also the, the Retro Nouveau. Awesome. The game is wicked fun. Yeah, yeah it fun, is. Guys. I want to play it right now. All right. So, um, so yeah. So now we're at the, the promos. So do we have any promos? Russ, do you want to promo your channel again? Sure, sure. Yeah, if you guys are into DIY stuff, video games, and I've recently been doing a ton of uh, goodwill hunting, going to thrift stores, checking out um, if I could find any fun retro stuff, and finding a lot of like VHS tapes and Goosebump books lately. Oh, nice. <laughs> right. Not so much video games. Um, but yeah, I got a whole playlist on my channel of game hunting, of my DIY stuff, and me working on the Super Mario car that I do drive. Um, so you could definitely check that out. It's all at Russ Lyman. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. And uh, yeah, you have a, had a recent video um, with your new tattoo. 
That's right. Yes. Yeah. Talk about your tattoo. Talk about your new tattoo because it is amazing. Yeah. I just went Monday to get a tattoo. Um, I'm I'm slowly going for like a video game themed sleeve of tattoos. So the latest one is uh, NES style Batman. So Batman's purple, different shades of purple and blue from the NES game. Yes. And it's amazing. It's so <laughs> it came cool. out great. It's, it's, it's awesome. really, really uh, sick. Yeah, you'll have to uh, take a picture of it and post it on our page. Yeah, see us on the Facebook group there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's my oh, latest awesome. video. I, I filmed it. Uh, you know, me getting it done by my buddy Joe, and he's also done my uh, Mega Man that's on my arm, and I have a uh, Extra Life one up as well. So I said, you know, I'm just going to add to it. I'm hopefully getting uh, NES Jason at some point with the purple and blue as well. So I love like, it's so funny, like the weird colors that the NES specifically chose for certain games that were tie-in games like that, the licensed games. It's like, why, why was Batman purple? Who knows? But it makes it just the NES Batman. Like it becomes so cool and so iconic. And so the, the NES Jason, obviously now I see the NES Jason, I think, Russ Lyman, because <laughs> because you have all these videos of, you know, because you have made this one of your DIY projects years ago as you made this costume. Right. You know, that yep. you uh, will cosplay as the NES Jason. And Joe actually has a picture of himself with you that comes up as his his icon in Zoom. Yes. So we see it every <laughs> week. <laughs> right. That's true. So, so, Russ, you're always here in spirit. Yeah, so it's yeah, cool it was, to finally have you on the show. By the way, like, yeah, right. oh, yeah. No problem, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I appreciate fun. it. So as I say that that ever- video with the uh, my NES Jason costume mm-hmm. um, is like probably almost one of my most successful videos. I'm looking it up now. Let's see, it has 324,000 views. Wow! wow. And I did that two years ago. Wow, damn. Um, and yeah, I still get comments to the day with it. And the whole reason I made that costume was i was doing a contest um a local brewery was doing a Mm. short film contest and i was helping my friend out with his film and i said well if you're going to make a film uh, i'll make one too and it was around halloween and so i said what if i did like jason but nes jason yeah and and that'd be a fun cosplay so i filmed myself making the costume and then i also made the short film so hopefully you know i put links in there i'm like if you guys want to see the short film because a lot of people comment and they're like well jason doesn't have the chevrons in in nintendo and i'm like i mean i just did it to make it more jason is for the movie you right. can do whatever you want yeah. and then you say settle down <laughs> settle down there right right <laughs> like the, the straps should be purple on the mask i'm like eh, wh- whatever you know do your own thing right right you right. do your own diy it's mine it, it really came out like incredibly professional looking like the uh the mask like the especially the blues that you got whatever blue you chose for the axe and for the mask right yeah. turquoise that teal the turquoise yeah, is awesome. it's like it, it looks completely perfect it does not look handmade at all Oh, I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, and and yeah. to follow up on this, uh, this year, I'll be making, I got to have all the pieces together. I'll be doing NES Freddy. Oh, awesome. oh cool. So nice. he's like that orange and yellowish color for whatever reason in that game. Okay. Not the, not the red and green sweater. that's iconic. No, right. they said orange, yeah, and yellow. Yeah. orange and yellow. God forbid right. we just use the two colors. He is. We can't that's do so that. Funny. <laughs> I, I know that so much less. NES Jason became such a thing. And, uh, you know, I, I am a frequenter at horror conventions and there is always an NES Jason. Um, 
usually at some point in the weekend, there's always one. Wow. Okay. Nice. Uh, it, it's sort of become my thing that I, I pay attention and try to find an NES Jason uh, because I don't know. It's just, it's just the, the, it's the NES Jason. I don't know. Right. It's fun. I don't know. It's stupid. Why is he blue and purple? I don't know. But I did see, well, I mean, for a back, quick backstory, I, I watched some videos and apparently I think in Japan, there was a poster for, I think one of the Jason movies and it had him in that color scheme for whatever reason. And I really? think maybe when they were making the game, maybe <laughs> the people reached out and somehow found this poster and was like, yeah. like characters I think of that have a specific NES palette. Right. That, that brings you right there. And you're like, oh, that's the NES version. What about Godzilla? Are you going to do a blue Godzilla? I do have the NECA figure. Like, of course, with all these, I have the Jason, sure. the um, the Freddy. I got RoboCop and Godzilla, uh, and he's definitely that odd color there. I so. mean, I think you should stick with the off color. If you're you already got Batman, you're, right? You're gonna get Jason. I mean that that is a <laughs> fucking deep dive sleeve right there, right? <laughs> that keeps it video game theme where it's like, okay, that's Batman. I Me, mean, he's a yeah. comic book character, but I have NES Batman. You so have NES Batman, right? right. <laughs> exactly. Right. I got Wait, the neck tattoo. Not just any is, Batman. You what got color is Robocop NES? I, I'm not. He is, I think, a bluish color. Yes. With the figure, yeah. For sure. Uh, I just can't remember. Not quite, not quite teal. I don't think, but definitely a bluish, like a cobalt blue. I want to say or something. I was thinking like cobalt. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's definitely not gray. Yeah, he's he's yeah. a bluish. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's 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 fun. Oh yeah, I see, <laughs> actually I've I've never seen the the RoboCop NECA figure. Yeah, it came out a, a while ago like I whenever it was first released I was like, "Oh, that's cool. You know, I'll pick that up and must yeah. have got it at Toys R Us probably even when that was still open." Oh, okay. Wow, yeah. Yeah, no. I've I wow, he's cool. Yeah, I've never seen this at all. Um obviously seen I've never seen the Freddy one either. I uh I didn't know that they had a Freddy. I, I really just didn't realize that there was an NES Freddy color scheme that I, I guess I just yeah. never played that game. And they were supposed to come out with, um, there's a series that NECA put out called Toonie Terrors. Okay. And they're kind of cartoony figures of horror, horror icons. And they okay. had a license to do NES Jason and Freddy, but something or another, it got pulled because they had promo pictures of that. So I actually did a video where I purchased the regular figures and painted them to their NES color scheme. So, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen those. Yeah, really so that cool. video is doing doing well too. That's right up there. If you if you just type in NES Jason cosplay to YouTube, you know most of my videos come up. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's great. Great. Well, good for you, man. I, I mean, you found a niche. That's awesome. That's it. Yeah, I <laughs> know. Yeah. People are out there wanting to make this yeah. costume. Right? Yeah. Oh, the Batman. Oh, there's a Batman. Do you have the Batman NECA figure? Yeah. 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 Oh, man. That is. I show it off with, with in the, the video. The, the new video. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, I watched I watched part of the new video. I guess I didn't see that part. Um, that is. Oh, he's awesome. And, and it's clearly yeah. Keaton. Right. That's what that's I like, it. too, because that's probably my favorite Batman is the Michael Keaton series there. Yes. Yeah. First two. I mean, he's the, the only Batman, really. That's right. <laughs> I mean, there are others. <laughs> no. No, you no, just, just don't recognize just, him. That doesn't fair. <laughs> not my Batman. <laughs> not my Batman. <laughs> Hashtag uh, not my Batman. Nice. 
Awesome. Well, very cool. So where'd you get the tattoo? If you want to give a quick shout out. Uh, my friend Joe Murph uh, gave it to me. He he just opened up his new shop, so it's uh, called Nerdy Vision. Um, he doesn't even have a sign outside outside of the building yet. Um, so Is that new? Been there two months. <laughs> yeah, been there two months. So I was, wow. you know, got to visit the place. He's still setting it up. Um, but he's done my other video game tattoos, so that's why I stuck with him. Oh, cool. And uh, where's nice. that? Um, that's in Canaan, Connecticut, right oh, near Massachusetts, okay. like ten minutes from there. Cool. Cool. Okay, awesome. so that's not too far from me then. Nice. Very close. So, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty close to Connecticut. Nice. I want to say. Nice. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the, the the Freddy with the weird orange and gold. It's so bizarre. It is. Yeah. yeah. Really, really <laughs> right. weird. For sure. All right. Anyone else have promos? Not here. Uh, no, I guess we're good. Our promos okay. are, are Russ Lyman this week. Okay. <laughs> As they should be. Because be. because this is uh, retro octopus now with Lyman, <laughs> now with Lyman <laughs> with a hint with Lyman, yeah, a hint of Lyman, <laughs> a hint of Lyman. All right, so actually, I, I should probably mention our, our YouTube channel. Yeah, yeah, uh, we now have a retro octopus YouTube channel. Um, just look up retro octopus, and we'll be right there. And uh, we have uh, a few videos out. So uh, I've been trying to put out at least one video a week on that channel. Uh, so I'm splitting my time between that channel and my, my personal YouTube channel, um, which is Nintendo 25. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to that one as well. I am finally past 500 subscribers, which I am. Yeah. Uh, it, only, it only took me two and a half years, but yeah, you know, it's all right. It's fine. <laughs> it's okay. I'll, I'll, I'll find, I'll find my thing. Eventually I'll find my thing. Um, so yeah, that pretty much wraps up the episode. If you haven't jumped ship by now, we certainly hope you enjoyed this week's journey over the treacherous waters of all the things that make growing up awesome. awesome. With them. If you liked what you've heard, please hit that little subscribe button and like us on Facebook and Twitter. As well as being part of the Inebriart Podcast Network, Retro Octopus is also a full-fledged member of the Dorkening Podcast Network, and you can check out these other shows mm. like The Wicked Horror Show, Throwdown Thursday, That Strange Show, Super Retro Throwback Reviews, Shark Bites, Amalga Files, The Talking Dead, The Horror Squad, Black and White Fright, Mostly Ghostly, Secret Underground Hideout, and uh yeah shock treatment with mel and maddie for more yeah. information please There's subscribe to us and or these other great shows please visit the i have been your host nintendo and uh remember winners don't use continues You guys ready? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I don't have yeah. a quote. Uh, oh, yeah. You got to get your quotes. Oh, your quotes. Ah, damn it. I don't have, I don't a, have a quotes either. I don't have a quote Shit. either. You don't need I one, s- Russ. It's just a, it's just an us thing. Um, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's just something goofy that we do and always forget about every, every mother time. fucking time. We've been doing this for like, what, two and a half years? Still can't get it right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>